Actually, we've got him on the phone now. Uh, Zach Price, sports investor at Zachonomics on Twitter. Zach, you you left us hanging there. Uh, Finish off your thought on the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, so, you know, um, so I mentioned, I don't know what you cut off at. My internet kind of gave me a cut out here, but I like the Bengals. I want to wait till after this KC game to see, you know, KC's the favorite. So the chances are the Bengals are going to lose. And then if they lose to KC, I want to jump on the eyes on the Bengals. And um, I think they're going to win that division, and I think they're going to have a chance. We don't know what Burrow's ceiling is right now. He could be, you know, the next great thing. It looks like it. So um, maybe this year's his coming out party. Maybe they could sneak an early wild card game or, you know, one of the first playoff games and get in. You get a lot of value on the Bengals right now. You're listening to BetQL Daily, presented by FanDuel Sportsbook, with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. Beck QL Daily presented as always by FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hosford joined by the, the guy you heard his voice right there, Zach Price. He's back with us. And in late December, Zach, you called it. There was value on the Bengals, and here they are in Super Bowl 56. Zach is a sports investor. He also futures trader, and he's doing a show out in Denver, 98.1 FM, Denver Sports Betting. Zach, welcome back to the show. The Bengals are in the Super Bowl, and, uh, and man, you called it, and you had it before the end of the regular season. We'll get Zach back here in a second. But oh, Zach here we go. All, you know what it is? Oh, Zach, what a tease. Whenever Zach's on the Bengals, he disappears, and then he comes back. So we'll get him back. That's a heck of a call, though. Like, we were all interested in the Bengals midseason. I think we were like, man, this, there's something brewing here. But to, to talk about it the way he did, Aaron, I mean, he saw what Burrow could do if they got in the dance. I know he called it basically. Um, and they've even exceeded what he predicted could happen. So he was on it. Um, I'm excited to hear what he has to say, but good for him for being on the Bengals early because a lot of people didn't predict this, even knowing Joe Burrow's ceiling. Right. Yeah. Like we all bought into Burrow. We, we talked about him as the comeback player of the year and I didn't understand why he wasn't getting, uh, respect in the betting market. It seemed to be all about Dak Prescott and good for them. But we always felt that there was a bit of a ceiling on that team and Burroughs exceeded expectations, but it's not just Burrow too. Uh, Chase is so much better than anybody thought he was going to be. Right. Otherwise we would have just been talking about him as the offensive rookie of the year, all damn season, even throughout the first half of the season. We didn't think Chase was going to turn into that, but um, the concerns about the offensive line, the concerns about the play caller were always there and that's still fair. And people are going to talk about that going into this game, but uh, the defense balled out. Unlike many people thought they would. Zach is back with us. Zach price here. Zach, take your victory lap. Take a bow. Talk about Joe. Why did you, why were you so high? Why did you think they could do what they did? And obviously they've probably even exceeded your expectations here. Yeah, definitely exceeded my expectations, Joe. Glad to be back. I had too many things going on. People are buzzing me. Everyone's trying to get the link to the Twitch link. My followers have been going crazy because we've been picking a lot of great winners, NBA and golf. With NFL, the Bengals just had the value. So I'm an investor, and I'm looking at value. I'm not looking at, like, who's the best team. We all know KC was the top team. Um, You know, we knew about the Packers. There, There was no value on them at the time. The value in that segment was on the Bengals who were leading the AFC North and still um, undervalued by the bookmakers. And when you have a quarterback like Joe Burrow, like I said in the segment, we don't know what his ceiling is. So when I don't know a quarterback ceiling and I see a lot of value, I'm going to take a flyer on that value. 
and then let it play out. Um, I mentioned they could win the division, maybe catch a, a win in the playoffs or two. And that's exactly what happened until they won the last game, which I wasn't expecting. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, it's one thing to to another with your Ohio teams. You're riding high with the Cavs early on in the regular season. Uh, things have settled in now. We'll, we'll see how you feel about them. But now it's the Cincinnati Bengals. Do you, do you have a, a play on the side? We find it interesting that a couple days after we get the matchups, we're still seeing a little bit of movement. And now some books have decided to go up to four and a half. Some uh, are sticking at four for the moment. And the total has only gone in one direction. And that's down. We're at uh, 48, 48 and a half most spots. Yeah, well, Joe, you know me and my golden rules, and I have a golden rule when it comes to the NFL, and that is bet the favorites early in the week and bet the dog at kickoff. And so that's what I did in the last Bengals game. Um, I got the minus seven on KC, and then I waited for that minus uh, that plus seven and a half on Cincy. Um, it's golden rule number 77 in the Zachonomics playbook. The public jumps <laughs> on the favorite. They love the favorites, the public. So – um, you know, that's what we're seeing now is the Rams at home. Um, people are going to start to go with, you know, the experienced uh, team. Uh, Stafford's got experience. He's been waiting for this his whole life. And Aaron, Aaron Donald's just a monster on the defensive end. OBJ, you know, he's finally coming into his own now that he's playing for a team that's not the Browns and the Giants. So um, I think that's what you're going to see. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see this go up. But the, uh, the public is loving that Cinderella story with the Bengals. So we'll see how the spread works out. Um, as far as the total, I'm just going to wait and see. Um, I'm known for taking unders on the total, especially in the playoffs. I hit both of them this past weekend, and I'll probably be – I'll almost definitely be going under on the Super Bowl. All right, let's pivot to the NBA. You recently got angry, did a little freestyle rap about how the Cavs are the best team in the East. First, tell us a little bit about that. I also have a couple Cavs futures to win the East and to win the NBA title. So I'm curious your thoughts, and then hopefully you can give us a little sample, a little freestyle rap sample here. Oh, my gosh, putting me on the spot. Well, Aaron, wow. um, <laughs> the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, I've been on them since October. Check my bio. I am from Ohio. Joe knows he mentioned it with the Bengals and, of course, the Browns. But um, the Cavs have a full-rounded team. They start, it starts with that seven-foot front line of Allen, Mobley, and Markinon. Kevin Love off the bench. He is the sixth man of the year. You could still pick him up at, like, 60 to 1. I did say that Kevin Love is the sixth man of the year, and you can pick him up at about 60 to 1. Okay, there's no <laughs> Tyler Hero here. Um, they're a well-coached <laughs> team by J.B. Bickerstaff. Darius Garland is going for most improved player of the year. Evan Mobley's rookie of the year. Um, J.B. is going to be coach of the year. The Cavs are going to sweep it all. The All-Star game is in Cleveland, and you're going to hear – Hey, you're going to hear about all of this come February 20th when the All-Star Game yeah. is in Cleveland. When all of the NBA gets together and they start talking, you're going to see a theme, and it's going to be the Cleveland Cavaliers and, of course, the Memphis Grizzlies on the other side of the table. Zach, Can we you... get, like, one line from you, a little freestyle real quick? Well, all right, Aaron. <laughs> you got it. If I'm going to freestyle, i got to put on some sunglasses. Here. Hang on. <laughs> yes! You know <laughs> – I'm on my favorite show with Aaron, Joe, and Joe, and E-Hawk asked nicely for me to bust a flow because you know I speak truth with the bets that I'm spitting, and you better believe that my freestyles ain't written. I can go on all day. You know I don't stop, and you know I won't flop with the props that I drop. I tell all the sports books to go to hell. Just tune in every morning into BetQL. 
Oh! Wow! Wow! That was awesome. We have a new open. Normal, Zach. Yes. Whatever the normal open is, we're done with it. That's it. We just cut that audio and we have a new open. I here. love that. Great job. Yeah, yeah Zach. That's that UL theme song right there. We get you got it for us. So we appreciate that. I'm curious. You mentioned uh, obviously you love the Cavs there in the East, but you mentioned the, the Grizzlies in the West. And I was watching them last night against the the Sixers. They lost that game in overtime. But my feeling watch them is they're going to be a chore in the Western Conference. For whoever they play, like I assume they get through the first round and then they would play either the Grizzlies or the Suns in the second round as probably a three seed. They're interesting to me. Maybe if not this year, I'm, I'm going to be in on their futures moving forward. I feel like they have the, the pieces they're putting together, Zach, to make a real run in the next couple of years with John Morant and those guys. Yeah, I mean, I was totally blindsided by the Grizzlies. Um, I was blindsided by the Cavs, but I picked up on it on game three when I saw Evan Mobley play. And with the Grizzlies, um, I was, you know, I love John Moran. I crushed his Rookie of the Year futures. I was on Joe's show last year. We talked about it when Zion was injured. But, um, you know, when Ja went down early in the year, I, I wrote the Grizzlies off. I just said, okay, now they're going to lose a bunch of games while Ja's out. And they just kept winning. And they just kept winning. And they just kept winning. And I started watching their games. And I learned about Desmond Bain. And we know about Brandon Clark. And we know about uh, Kyle Anderson's a great role player. And they got Steven Adams, who's, who's been around the block a few times. And so once I started watching them win without Ja, and then Ja came back, and I went to a Nuggets game here and watched the Grizzlies destroy uh, my Nuggets, and Ja Moran had like 38 points. He had about 24 at halftime. I mean, it's just there for real. They're forced to be reckoned with. Let's see what happens in the playoffs and who they get matched up at because mm -hmm. the Suns were this team last year that no one wanted to believe was this good. They were 60-1 to 1 on the markets, which I snagged. And they went all the way to the finals. It went up 2-0 in the finals before dropping to the Bucks. So um, I don't know if the Grizzlies are going to get to the finals. The Warriors look really strong. When they get Wiseman back and Draymond, they'll be better on defense as well. Um, and the Suns, of course, are on fire. And so um, I do look – and I do love the Jazz as well. So we'll see who Memphis gets matched up with, see if they can get some home court and maybe win a playoff series, and we'll see if they could be like the Bengals of the NBA. Uh, Zach had a uh, had another football question before we get to Pebble Beach, uh, but um, I, I feel like this is useful for the props that we're going to be discussing in the NFL Super Bowl for the next couple of weeks. And what's really cool is it used to be, oh, you got to wait till Vegas the first Thursday of week number one uh, with legalization and all these uh, various apps that we all have. Like, we have all sorts of options and. A lot of the big boys already have props posted. So it's fun to talk about right. that and watch how those markets change a little bit. But um, I asked about the side in total, and you gave your thought on that. But is most of your bets, is the majority of your dollars betting on the Super Bowl going to be all props? And any sort of advice as people prepare over the next 12 days? Yeah, Joe, I remember going on your show last year for the Super Bowl, and I gave out literally like all winners because I was on Tom Brady's under passing yards, talking about how if the Bucks got up early, they would run the ball and and and, and you know shorten that game down. Um, I took the under on the total, of course, and my two favorite bets, and your your listeners are just going to hate this, is no safety at like about minus eight hundred. And no overtime at about minus a thousand. So mm -hmm. if you look back in time, there were a couple safeties, but um, but you know, I, you know, that's just the theme I'm talking about is taking unders in the Super Bowl. It's the most public bet event of the year. It's the largest betting day of the year, and you know the public, everyone, all of your friends who don't really bet, and they know you have that show. They're going to be texting you, 
you know, who, you know, who's, who can I get on the over? Can I get over yards on OBJ? You know, can I get over yards on Burrow for three touchdowns? I'm probably going to be going under on most things. So mm-hmm. my advice to everyone with the props is just look for props that you can go under on. Don't look for those overs. Those overs are too easy to get, uh, you know, attached to look for the unders and the nose. Unders and no's. Got it. Anything that you've bet already that you really like? No, not at all. I'm so like, like worn out from all the football. And then we got <laughs> basketball every day. And then, you know, I got guys, I got my own new radio show that's on every single day out here in Denver. So I'm not even a radio person. Joe is my mentor. Joe Ostrowski <laughs> taught me everything I know by listening to his show early as in all. And, and you guys, I listen to every day to kind of fill me in and get me ready for my show. So I haven't even looked at the props. I'll wait until the public <laughs> bets on all those overs, okay? And then I'll come in on Sunday and I'll pound the unders. I like it. The unders and they come in. It's like it's like your strategy with the uh, the underdogs and the favorites, right? Take the the favorites and come exactly and pound right. the underdogs on kickoff. We're talking uh, Zach Price here doing his own radio show in Denver, and uh, one of our favorite guests here on Becky Well Daily. Um, Zach, let's look forward to a little golf this weekend. Pebble Beach. Yeah. Uh, what do you think? Give us a name or two or how you want to play this thing. Pebble Beach uh, starting, I believe, tomorrow, February 3rd. We start this thing out there. Uh, Cantley plus 750, the favorite on FanDuel. Where's your eyes taking you as we get ready for a little golf this week? Yeah, I mean, this is one of my favorite tournaments, my favorite courses. I have the 18th hole at Pebble Beach hanging on the wall. It's been there for like 15 straight years. I dream about Pebble Beach and the ocean crashing against uh, the land and, and hole seven, that par three. And the 17th is just that toughest par three. So, um, you know, they've been playing this tournament since 1937. It's must-watch TV. And um, so I'll give you a couple of guys I like. So Jason Day, who's been playing well the last two weeks. He had the lead on Sunday late last week. Okay, let me give you, like, his last six or seven years in this tournament. Um, Last year, he finished seventh. The year before, he finished fourth, then fourth, then second, fifth, eleventh, fourth, he had a year with 55th place and then right back at sixth place. So that's like a top 10 for seven or eight straight years. I'm rolling with Jason Day. There's no doubt about it. He's about 20 to one. Maybe just grab the top 10. Um, Jordan Spieth won here in 2017. Brand Snedeker, if you guys like long shots, uh, 100 to one. He's won here twice. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. why he's 100 to one. But those are the guys I like. A young guy I like is Maverick McNeely. He's also been playing well and he does play well here. I know he uh, is from out west and and – Spent a lot of time in San Francisco, so he knows this course as well. So Day, Sneds, McNeely. What was the second name? I think I missed that one. Speeth. Oh, Speeth, of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, the, the show's hurting, man. I don't know if they're going to be I, – I was not part of this, but I don't know if they're going to be able to get back on the horse. They were all on uh, Zalatoris like everybody else. Yeah, I was too. I had him at 45 yeah. to 1 before the tourney. So um, you got to sink those putts. I know, man. Zach, great stuff, man. We appreciate you hopping on. Thank you again for uh, joining us. Hey, good luck with the show today, rest of the week. And as we head towards the Super Bowl, Zach Price joining us there on the Roman Guest Line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for you all from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BeckHewell now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BeckHewell. Next hour, Ryan McDonough, our Odyssey NBA insider, will join us right here on the BeckQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski and Joe Giglio and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily. Presented by FanDuel Sportsbook.